0: Colossians chapter 1, last time we looked at Paul's prayer for the believers at Colossae and and there were three main things that he prayed about. Number one, that they would know God's will, they would be filled with God's will, that they would live God's will, and number three, that they would please Him. That's what Paul's prayer was for those believers in that little out-of-the-way place, Colossae, which uh, wasn't really all that important, but it was very important to Paul uh, that the truth would be taught there. He asked God to fill them with the knowledge of His will, and that's what, what you and I need, isn't it? Each and every day, we need to know. And we, we prayed last week, and, and there were so many people that, that stood up because they knew they needed to know what God's will was. And I hope and pray that God has shown you this week uh, what it, specifically what your prayer, your need was. And He would open up uh, your eyes to see what He has planned. But not just to know His will, but also to do it. And that, you know, they have to follow one after another. Not just know what God's will is, but to live it. And then we'll be pleasing to Him, because we live to please Him. So, today I want to look at verses 12 through 14. And this subject is from darkness to light. And it just kind of arrested my attention here. From darkness to light. Uh, Is anybody here afraid of the dark? couple of you? Most of you won't admit it, even if you were. How many of you have ever been in a really, really, really dark place? Like it was so dark you could almost, you know, feel it. You could actually grab a hold of it. It was so dark. And, um, you know, if we, if we had like some really dark, cur- we can't make it dark in here except at nighttime. If we had, we could make it really dark and kind of get an idea of, of what it was. One of the largest themes really in all the Bible is light and darkness. It's all over the Bible. This whole theme, this, this uh, subject of light and darkness. And, and we see it here in these verses, chapter, uh, chapter 1, Colossians, verses 12 through 14. And I hope that you and I, that we know the difference between light and darkness. Because that's crucially important. Let's read verses 12 through 14. It says there that giving thanks to the Father... Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light? For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That's some powerful verses right there. I don't know about you, but it it really, it just, it just jumped out this verse, the middle of verse 13, rescued us from the dominion of darkness, brought us into the kingdom of the sun, and he's already said it's a kingdom of light. One man said this, that without God, men grope and stumble as if walking in the dark. They know not what to do, they know not where they're going. Without God. We are completely and totally in the dark. So as I said, there's so many verses about about this subject. We're going to be looking at quite a number of them. You're going to have to kind of keep up with me and follow with me here. But he, he says there that it's a kingdom of light and it's a kingdom of the sun versus the dominion of darkness. You see that there? Part of verse 12, he says, "...the share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light." rescued us from the dominion of darkness, brought us into the kingdom of the sun that he loves. The, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of the sun, as opposed to the dominion of darkness. One of them is an everlasting, loving kingdom. But the other one is kind of like a despotic ruler, which his days are numbered, as we know from what the Bible teaches in so many other places. I want you to turn first with me to Psalm 145. We'll kind of work our way back and then forward and back and forward a little bit. Psalm 145 first. And you can all find Psalm pretty easily, right? It's kind of like the middle, sort of. Psalm 145. This really kind of sums it up for me on, on, the, on the bright side. Forgive the pun. Verse 13 David says, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. He says, the Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. This kingdom, this kingdom of light, this kingdom of the sun. He says it's an everlasting kingdom that will never end uh, through all generations. But notice it's a kingdom of love. It's a, a kingdom of the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love that God has poured out His love. We saw it there in verse uh, uh, Colossians chapter 1 about the kingdom of the Son that He loves. There's love between the Father and the Son, but between the Father and the Son and, and the human race that He created, there certainly is also love. It's a kingdom of love, but I can't say that about the kingdom of darkness or the dominion of darkness. But first, let's go back to the very beginning, Genesis chapter 1. I think you could find that pretty easily. Genesis chapter 1, right? Because it goes all the way back to the beginning. This whole theme of darkness and light. In the very first chapter, in the very first verses, really, even, of the book of Genesis, this, this, the book of beginnings, says in verse 3, God said, let there be what? Light, light. and there was light. And God saw that the light was what? Good, and he separated the light from the darkness. He separated the light from the darkness. God saw that the light was good. There was something different about the light. He saw that it was good. Again, throughout this this subject that we're looking at today, from darkness to light, there's something good about light. And God says it right here in the very beginning when when he made this distinction between darkness and light. And there is a huge distinction, and that's why I asked the question, or I made the statement, I hope that we all know the difference between darkness and light, because there is a very big difference. He saw that the light was good. He said, let there be light. In the book of Colossians, the verses, I'm going to repeat them over and over, that we've been brought into the kingdom of light. We've been made fit. We've been uh, uh, qualified to be have on our, our inheritance in the kingdom of light. We've been, we've been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son that He loves. We've been rescued from the darkness. You know, from time to time you hear in the news horrible, horrible things. I mean, we know that this is a very dark world. It's a very dark... Um, the, the kingdom of this world is very, very dark, but from time to time you hear about things where people have done unspeakable things and they've taken uh, usually young children and locked them away in rooms with no light for years on end. Locked in darkness. And then... And we hear that they have been rescued from that darkness. If we could only understand how deep the darkness is that you and I have been rescued from. We've been brought into the kingdom of light. We've been rescued from the darkness. We've been rescued from the darkness. I I gotta I gotta get that in my mind. I wanna I wanna. Uh, to uh, fix that in your mind as well, that you and I have been rescued. We were locked up. We were chained. We were uh, bound in the darkness. We, we didn't even know what light was. And God rescued us and brought us out into the light and, 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 and to, to be able to actually see what's going on around us. That's absolutely incredible. Let's turn to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah, let's start in Isaiah chapter 9. Again, that's just to the right of uh, the Psalms where you just were. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 9. There's uh, four different passages I want to look at in Isaiah. Again, this theme of darkness and light is, is like throughout the whole of the Scripture. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2. says, the people walking in what? In darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. The people walking in darkness, there, there was a light that came, and, and he talks later in this chapter about a child unto us, a child is born, which is of course, Jesus, right? The light has come. They have seen a great light. Those living in the land of the shadow of death, the light has dawned. Now I want you to turn to Isaiah 59. Again, this theme is really kind of throughout the book, but, but uh, uh, we're just picking out some verses here to, to, uh, to look at. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 and 2, it says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor His ear too dull to hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God, your sins... Have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Our biggest problem is what? Is sin that we are, are sinners. But it doesn't stop there. Yeah, our sins have separated us from God, they keep us in the dark. But look in verse uh, 9, jump to verse 9 in that chapter 59. So justice is far from us, and righteousness does not reach us. We look for light but all is darkness but for brightness but we walk in deep shadows like the blind we grope along the wall feeling our way like men without eyes at midday we stumble as if it were twilight among the strong we are like the dead That's kind of given us a picture of like what this darkness is that you and I have been rescued from Sometimes we you know we don't even have a clue what we've been rescued from We were we were in the dark we were trying to make our way. We couldn't see anything. We didn't know anything. The darkness of our own sin, the darkness of this world, the darkness of the enemy who loves the dark. But look at the next chapter, chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. He says, Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory Of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and His glory appears over you. That's a radical change. That's a radical difference. From darkness to light, the glory appears. The Lord rises upon you. The light has come. The glory rises upon you. The glory of the Lord rises upon you rescued from the darkness, rescued from the dominion of this darkness where this darkness ruled over us. Maybe you've been a Christian so long you don't remember what that was like, but I can still know that I was lost and I had no clue where I was going. I had no clue what life was really all about. I had no clue. That doesn't mean that you can't, you know, you still see daylight. You can still see what's going on here, but it's a spiritual darkness, isn't it? Sometimes it manifests itself in an in a actual physical darkness, but, but ultimately it's a spiritual darkness separated from the life of God without hope and without God in the world. You know, I, I just knew. I had no idea. I was lost. I was completely lost. I was in the darkness. I couldn't see. I didn't know what was what. I tried everything I could imagine to try to find some kind of peace, to try to find some kind of light, some kind of life in this world. Darkness is very, very real. I don't want you to turn there right now, but it says in Ephesians chapter 6 that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In this dark world there's a battle, there's a spiritual battle taking place and and he talks there in Colossians about the dominion of darkness. Well, it isn't just the darkness itself, but there's some spiritual entities that are involved in this as we'll see in just a moment in in the book of Acts where Paul has uh, been given a call. We have been rescued from the dominion of darkness. The dominion is something over you and brought into the kingdom of the Son. We're rescued. We're rescued. Any of you ever been shipwrecked on an island somewhere? No? If you can imagine being shipwrecked on an island and not knowing if you would ever get off that island and, and someone comes along and rescues you, I think you'd be a little bit appreciative, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, you might like it and, you know, what's the name of that family that was shipwrecked on the island and, you know, everything was wonderful and they all sang songs and everything's cool and whatever. But after a while you're going, you know, I'm kind of tired of you people. And, you know, <laughs> and they were, you know, you and I to be rescued from, from this darkness Turn back to Psalm 18. Backwards a little bit. I'm trying to keep this uh, in order so you don't have to turn too far. Psalm 18. Uh, What a wonderful psalm. David's talking about rescued, being rescued. Psalm 18. And verse 17. He says that God, he's speaking of God, he says, He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me. Why? Because he delighted in me. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Because of God's love, he rescues us from that darkness. He rescued me from my powerful enemy. If you and I think we can, we can just you know, whip up some light and, and, and defeat the darkness, it's not going to happen. That's, and we, we talked about it that in the beginning of Colossians. They came up with all kinds of ideas and philosophies and stuff. They put it all together, and we're going to defeat the darkness, and we're going to be on top of the world. And It just ain't going to do it. It ain't going to do it. It's like having a, like a match out in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of the dark, and that little match is going to do something? It's not going to do it. But he says, he rescued me. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And I want to say to you today that God has rescued you. If you're one of his, he's rescued you because he delighted in you and he loves you. And, and he wants you to, to, to know what the light is. He wants you to know the difference between the darkness and the light. Look at verse 28 in that same uh, chapter. Psalm 18, it says this, that you, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. And my God turns my darkness into what? Light. My God turns my darkness into light. You keep my lamp burning. Your your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. You know, again, this theme, and and I hope that as you're reading your Bible for yourself, which I hope you do and, and encourage you to do, that you'll begin to see as you read through the Bible and you read through different chapters and and books that you see this idea of light, that that God has given us the light. And He's rescued us from the dominion of darkness. He's rescued you from the dominion of darkness. I want to say that a hundred times so that you walk out here and you say, He's rescued me from the dominion of darkness. Go ahead and say it once. He's rescued me from the dominion of darkness. I want you to be able to say that at night, even when it's dark, because the dark and the light physically don't really matter to God, right? What psalm is that found in? Anybody? The darkness and light, they're the same to you. Where you try to go and run and hide in the dark, right? He's, God's going to find you anyways. Psalm 139, that's right. But to be there in your, in your, own, your own bed and, and uh, to know that, God, God, you've delivered me. You've rescued me from the dominion of darkness. And darkness has no hold over me anymore because I am now in the kingdom of light, in the kingdom of the sun. Now let's turn to Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26. Paul the Apostle had an incredible experience. He he was brought out of darkness into light. He was rescued from the darkness, the dominion of darkness that he was in. God uh, did an incredible work in his life. He met Jesus on the road to Damascus. You know the whole story, most of you do. But look what it says in verses 15 through 18. This is his, his commission, so to speak. That he was given this commission of what God wanted him to do. Verse 15, then I asked, This is Paul, then known as Saul, I asked, What? I asked, Who are you? Lord. And Jesus answered, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant. And as a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you, I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. And this is what he says here now. I am sending you to them, to verse 18, to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. This is the commission that Paul was given. Again, we are studying and reading about the words that Paul wrote in the book of Colossians. It kind of ties together with what the commission he was given, does it not? We see all the same things there. This idea of being rescued, he was rescued from his own people and from the Gentiles, but this idea of opening their eyes and turning them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God... Forgiveness of sin, being sanctified by faith, all found back in that verse in Colossians chapter 1, 12 through 14. Open their eyes so that they can see, to tell someone that there's a Savior in the world, there's some light in this dark world. Something happens. Something happens in a person's soul where it's like, we talked a little bit about this in a Bible study a few weeks ago, that the light just comes on. That the light is just turned on and all of a sudden like there's light and you go like, wow, like what happened? And you look around to see if somebody turned a light on or something. No, there's something that, that the light just came on inside of you that, uh, that you know now. The light of God, the light of Jesus Christ You turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. Does Satan want people to be taken out of his dominion, the dominion of darkness? No, he doesn't. He tries to blind the minds of unbelievers so that they can't see. And so we pray. We pray for people and we share people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes we've been in the light so long, we don't even, again, we we don't remember like this dominion of darkness. It's like evil. It's satanic. The power of Satan. We've been turned from the power of Satan to the power of God. and Forgiveness of sins is ours. Being sanctified, set apart by faith in him. That was Paul's call. And Paul just said, you know what? That's what I'm going to be all about. All about people finding the light, people being turned from, from darkness to light. How do we make this change? How, what, what brings this, do, you know, the rescuing from the dominion of darkness? How does it actually happen? Uh, you know, I was at a yard sale yesterday and, uh, you know, I found this like work light thing and it had this giant. Light bulb in it, right? And, uh, yeah, I do go to yard sales. Yeah, I'm looking for those antiques so I can, you know, go on Antiques Roadshow and make, like, thousands of dollars. And, you know, it hasn't happened yet. But you can't win if you don't play. Oops. I'm not in favor of the lottery. I just want to say that for you people who are just wondering why I would say that. What was I talking about again? Oh, yeah, I went to this yard sale, and this big, big thing, and this giant bulb sticks out, you know, like this far. And, uh, you know, I read the print, and it says, you know, you know how they say on there, don't put a bulb in any higher than 150 watts, and, uh, you know, because it could be dangerous and all that stuff. And it's like a work light that you can clamp on somewhere. And so I took it home, and then later on, I looked, I looked at the bulb, and I said, this bulb is kind of large, and, it, and I read on it, the fine print, it said it was 500 watts. <laughs> and I go like, man, I'm afraid to plug this thing in, it might blind me. And it said photography something or other on there, and it was the photographer, uh, you know, she was using it for photography to, to you know, like blind people or something. I don't. <laughs> but, you know, you can get all this stuff to try to open it up and try to to find the way, you know. Uh, you know the the light. You know there's this concept in the world, and a lot of it's this Eastern philosophy, Eastern mysticism. You know, the, you just follow the light, right? And it's this concept of light, and and you know, uh, you know you'll see the light, and you just follow after the light, and you will get there eventually. And, you know, after you get reincarnated a few million times, you will approach the light. You will get to the light, and 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 you will find your um, perfected self. It's hogwash, is what it is. It's nonsense. Lies. Why? Because they don't want us to find the truth. And the truth is that the only way you and I come out of the, of the dominion of darkness is through Jesus Christ, the message of the book of Colossians. Jesus. Amen. The way, the truth, and the life. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, that he says, and he's, he's referring back to Genesis, what we read there. He says, for God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, it says, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. That's where the light comes on through Jesus. There's no other way. There's no other, you know, path. There's no other kind of, you know, steps that you can take. There's one step. freedom, to to freedom from darkness, and it's Jesus Christ. How about let's look at uh, John chapter 1, uh, back uh, just one book. Rescued from the dominion of darkness, brought into the kingdom of the sun, the kingdom of light, rescued by Jesus Christ himself, the king, the kingdom of the sun. John chapter 1, this this beginning of John chapter 1 is a lot like the beginning of Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. Speaking about Jesus Christ, as we see in verse 14. But look at verse 4. It says, In Him was life. In who? Jesus, of course, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it or grasped it or or comprehended it. The light shines in the darkness, the light of Jesus Christ, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Look at verse 9 there. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. The true light. Jesus Christ that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And one of my favorite verses is John chapter 8. Jump ahead to John chapter 8 and verse 12. John chapter 8 and verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world, not the light for just certain people, but the light of the world that is available for everyone. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's, that is so cool. Is that powerful or what? What? Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. That's a that's a radical change from being under the dominion of darkness to being in the kingdom of the sun. But we have to understand he's the king. And we are his. We belong to him. We're his subjects. I was thinking this morning, what a, I couldn't even figure out what's the best word, whether it's a privilege or whether it's a delight or whether it's an honor to, to call him our king. You think about that. What a delight it is to call him my king. The whole book of Colossians about Jesus being the king, that he's the answer, he's the way, he's the one for you and for me whoever follows me he says will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life so you would think right that that you would think that if that everyone would want the light right everyone would want to follow the light everyone would want to if that's the as easy as it is just follow Jesus Christ and you'll walk in light who would want to keep walking in the dark right does that make sense Now, those of you that know Jesus, you know, well, that, you know, like, I wouldn't want to walk any other way. But go back to John chapter 3, verse 19. John chapter 3, verse 19 says this is the verdict. He's already given the gospel. John 3, 16, we already know those verses. God sent his son to save the world through him, through Jesus. But verse 19, this is a verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. I, I, don't, I don't want the light shined in my life. I've made a decision. I've made a choice. But for those who come into the light, there's a huge change. And pardon the pun, it's like night and day. It's like night and day. I can't even imagine what my life was like before I became a believer in Jesus Christ. And and when I look back now, there's been nothing but light along my way. Has there been times of darkness where I couldn't see, where I didn't know? Yes, of course. We all face that kind of stuff. But I was rescued from darkness. I was rescued from the dominion of darkness that that was all over my life. I was brought into the kingdom of the Son that God sent for me. And my life has never been the same. That's why these words have arrested me, this word's about being rescued. Do you know where you were heading? Do you know where you were? Paul says in Ephesians, you were once darkness, but now you are light. Live, you're light in the Lord, live as children of light. He says in 1 John chapter 1, he says this, this is the message that we have heard from him and declared to you. Of course, we read a whole bunch of verses in John about this theme of light and darkness. But listen what he says in, in John chapter, or 1 John chapter 1. He says, this is the message that we heard from him and we declare to you. We heard it from Jesus himself. We read it, John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. And this is what he says. God is light. And in Him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with Him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie. We do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. God is light. There's no darkness in Him whatsoever. Walk in the light. Live as children of light. We've been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son that he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We've been redeemed. We've been forgiven. Those biblical words that we've been released. We've had our debts canceled by what Jesus, our Savior, has done. So to sum this up, light and darkness, do you know the difference? Have you experienced the light? Do you know the light of God in your life? Don't take it for granted. You know, there's some things in our lives we just take for granted. Don't take it for granted that, that God has turned the light on your life and that, that he has, He's the Savior, He's the light of your, of your world. Don't, you know, don't try to go off as we sometimes do and do it ourselves and, and kind of make our own little thing over here when the light is all wrapped up in our relationship with God through His Son Jesus, the King. Sometimes it's true as well that sometimes we still try to straddle the two. We try to, you know, we try to spend a little time over in the dark. And we try to keep one foot over here in the light, one in the dark, one in the light. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It'll tear you up. It'll tear you up. Sometimes we do stumble in the darkness and and that incredible verse found in Micah, one of the minor prophets, he says these words. He says, Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. And because I have sinned against him, I will bear the Lord's wrath until he pleads my case and establishes my right, and he will bring me out into the light. Sometimes we do stumble and fall. We find ourselves in some dark places, but you've got to keep your eyes back on the Savior, on the light of the world. He'll, he's going to bring us out. He'll bring you out into the light. He'll bring you through. Whoever follows me will never Walk in darkness, but we'll have the light of light. Let's read those verses in Colossians one more time before we close in prayer. Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and he has brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins he has rescued us let's pray together our gracious lord and heavenly father our king lord jesus we come and we humble ourselves before you right now right here today and and uh, Lord, we close our eyes, but it still seems very bright in here because I think it's because, I think it's because, Lord, we have lifted up who you are and, and we have proclaimed the light of the world who you are in our lives. And If we follow you, we'll never walk in darkness. We'll, we'll have the light of life. God, it seems very bright in here. God, I pray that it would always be that way, that we'd always recognize, we would always see and acknowledge who you are and what you have done. Father, I I know that that, uh, we're all in many different circumstances, come from many different places, and maybe some here this morning are still like under that dominion of darkness. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would see the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ and you would reach out to Him and say, I am tired of the dark and I want to come into the light, I want to follow the light of the world, Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, I want you just to simply reach out to Him and pray to Him right now, right here, today. You don't have to walk in darkness one more minute. You don't have to live your life wondering, groping along the way the dark, like, that, like someone who can't see. And all you need to do is reach out and, and cry out to the savior of the world, the one who gave his life, who defeated darkness, who gave his life upon the cross and died for your sins that you might be forgiven and cleansed and washed, who was buried and rose from the dead, that de- death would be defeated, there'd be no darkness. Pray out to Him right now, right here, today. Father, some of us maybe have stumbled along the way and we found ourselves in a patch of darkness and maybe we're not sure how we got there, but we probably made some bad choices. I pray that you You would lift us up. And we could pray along with Micah in Micah chapter 7, I'll rise because the Lord will be my light. and The Lord will bring me into the light, back into that bright spot, that bright place. If that's you this morning, I want you just to, to call out to him and say, Lord, I don't know how I got here. It doesn't matter. I need to be, I need to be rescued uh, from this dark spot I'm in. I've been saved by the blood of Jesus. I, I am in the, in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of light, but I, I find myself in a little bad spot here. I need, you to, I need you to help me out here. Maybe I wasn't following like I should have been. Reach out to him right now if that's you. Respond to the words that you've heard this morning, the words in his word the words that are living and powerful. Father, again, we thank you that you have rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the beloved Son, the Son that you love, and in whom we have redemption, in whom we have forgiveness of all of our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. If you need prayer for anything, I want to remind you we have people here that will pray for you and with you.